G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Good to have you along with us. And over the next hour, a very special guest joining us to talk through some really great and important issues to do with being an overcoming, victorious Christian believer. Uh, great to be able to welcome Bernie Diamond. Bernie Diamond, of course, uh, one of Australia's best-known Bible teachers. In fact, uh, Bernie's influence goes way beyond Australian shores to around 160 countries around the world. And Bernie's joining us to uh, be part of our conversation over this next hour. You can be a part of our conversation too because we're opening our talkback lines on 1-800-316-316. Let's welcome our guest. Hello, Bernie Diamond. Welcome back to 2020. Good to be with you. <coughs> Bernie, you've been uh, doing all sorts of things, uh, travelling a little, uh, writing a lot, uh, your yep. radio programs just extending all around the world. Uh, what sort of things, when you look back on 2014, are you going to look back on a good year? Oh, look, every year is a good year, good year with the Lord. I mean, you're always going to have challenges, right? I mean, every person has challenges in their lives. Um, just because uh, you and I on the radio doesn't mean we don't have challenges in our life either. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always look back on each year with, with great thanks that the Lord's, um, Lord's blessed me to be able to serve him in this way and uh, being able to start a television program off in India, which has been the big thing uh, on Christianity Works this year. Um, yeah, it's been an awesome year. Well, tell us about the, your expedition into television. Uh, is that successful so, so far? I mean, how do you gauge the success in India? Well, obviously, in India, you, you have large audiences, and uh, um, I mean, India's 1.2 billion people, right? So um, it's a much larger country than Australia. Um, but look, what's, what's success? I'm not that much focused on success. I'm, I'm focused on doing what God's called us to do. Um, and you get on air, and uh, it always takes a little while for a program to start um, um, building an audience, but it's been a pretty amazing thing to be able to start television. Television's a new thing for, for Christianity Works. We haven't done that before. Um, so, yeah, it's been an exciting year to, to learn that whole new medium and uh, and get into a place and share the gospel with people. You know, I think people appreciate a level of humility when it comes to uh, preachers, uh, ministers of the gospel, uh, people who are getting the word out around the place, but we're also excited to hear of the way that your ministry is expanding. We hear about television in India. Uh, we talk about uh, your broadcast. Well, the broadcasts, and people are very familiar with a different perspective and uh -huh. Christianity works. Uh, these are not just here in Australia. These are all around the world now. Yeah, oh, totally. I mean, Africa has been huge for a long, long time. Um, we have a team in Africa who, who distribute the programs there, and we're on over 100 radio stations in Africa. And again, I mean, Africa, in, in parts of Africa, TV is quite scarce. I mean, think of Rwanda and some other places like that. Um, and uh, yeah, God's just opened doors amazingly. People sometimes ask me, so how did you do this? And I just laugh at them and say, look, this, this small team of nine or ten people here at Christianity Works can't do that. Um, you've got to rely on God to open those doors, and he has done so amazingly. And Bernie, each year now, it's almost, uh, you know, we get to the point where we say, well, what's Bernie's new book going to be? And you've uh, been writing a lot. Uh, you've yes. written a number of books over the years, and there's yep. a new one that's in the pipeline for next year. 
Yeah, this is book number 10. Um, it's uh, it really, I've been thinking a lot for 2015. My focus in teaching and, and writing is going to be people's spiritual victory um, because Jesus died to give us victory over Satan, victory over sin, uh, victory over our selfishness and victory over our circumstances. Um, and my hunch is that there are a whole bunch of, uh, of God's people who simply haven't laid hold of that victory, who aren't living in that victory. That, that's not to say that, that we all live in a perfect world and, and that we all have a perfect life. No, not at all. Um, but Jesus died to give us victory. He rose again to give us victory. That empty tomb is all about a new life for us. Um, and so, yeah, I've written a, a book of devotions called 60 Days to Spiritual Victory, which is all about focusing people, refocusing people on, on the basics. The things that are so simple, none of this is rocket science at all. Uh, the things that are so simple that often we don't do because we have a busy life or, or because we're caught up in, in the ways of our past and the things that we're not doing that are robbing us of spiritual victory. And I suspect some of the sorts of things you'll cover in your book that'll come out next year, 60 Days to Spiritual Victory, these are the sorts of things that do filter into our lives over over years of growing in maturity as a Christian believer. What you're, I guess you're trying to do is condense some of those really important, simple, as you say, not rocket science things, and bring them into a format whereby you can actually get a bit of a fast track to this spiritual victory we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, just just un- grace, for instance, is such a foreign concept to us because we we don't live in a gracious world. We live in a dog eat dog world, and there's plenty of dog to go around. You know, it's it's a, it's a pretty rough world out there. You've got to perform, you've got to deliver, you've got to win, you've got to be successful, um, and so we just lose sight of God's grace. and And God's grace is absolutely foundational. If we if we don't understand that the whole point of the gospel is that you and I don't deserve what God wants to give us, um, then we're completely missing the point. If we think we have to work our way into God's favor, then we're absolutely, completely missing the point. And you know what? We might know in our head that it's all about grace, but it's so easy for us to fall back into legalism. It's so easy for us to fall back into working our way into God's favor, working harder to try and be a good Christian. And uh, I've tried that, and it fails every time. <laughs> Bernie, I want to invite our listeners to be part of our conversation today and, you know, just to encourage listeners. Uh, you can call and be a part of this. Uh, I'm thinking of this as a heart-to-heart <laughs> conversation uh, with Bernie Diamond, and uh, listeners can be a part of it. And if you're wondering, well, what can I contribute to this conversation? Well, you might like to call us on our talkback line 1-800-316-316. Tell us what the biggest setbacks are that keep believers from being. As we've been saying, the Bible talks about being more than conquerors. Well, what is it that you see as a setback that believers have? Maybe your thoughts on attitudes, relationships, on the sorts of disciplines that make a difference between being a you know a spiritual loser to that of being a victorious Christian believer. Well, our talkback line open from now, 1-800-316-316, if you'd like to contribute to our conversation. Uh, Bernie, tell me some more about your new book that's coming out next year, 60 Days to Spiritual Victory. Uh, there is a sense, you know, people have might have in their mind all sorts of devotions, uh, mm-hmm. devotional booklets and things like that this is going to be something of a booklet that you can pick up each day and there's a whole new concept for each day that's right 60 daily devotions um covering a dozen or so of the basic things that that often we get wrong 
um, that we know we shouldn't get wrong, but we do because we're just too busy or too focused elsewhere. Um, I mean, I don't hear many sermons around the church, and I travel quite a bit in this country and, and overseas um, visiting churches. I don't hear many um, preachers preaching about repentance. You know, repentance is not such a popular thing to talk about anymore, is it? Um, we, we want God to be the God who blesses us, and of course he is. Um, we want God to be the God who helps us with our problems, and of course he does. Um, but when it comes to the, the tough realities of, of God calling us to repentance, to respond to Christ's love simply by turning away from the things that we know are wrong, uh, that's not a popular thing to do. You don't hear it spoken about a lot in the church. Um, you don't read about it a lot. Um, and so there's almost this, this easy-come-easy-goes attitude that we can have in, in trifling with the Word of God and trifling with the grace of God um, when, when truly God does lead us to repentance. And you're not pulling any punches here. In fact, uh, one of the titles of one of the devotions when you get to this topic of repentance is mm -hmm. your sin is killing you. Uh, that's that's not holding back. That expresses well, uh, to me something of the uh, the heart of of what the seriousness of this matter of sin is. Well, that's what the Bible says. I mean, Romans chapter 6, verse 21 to 23, what advantage did you get from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. The end is eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in our Lord Jesus Christ. Sin comes packaged in such seductive and, and attractive things. I mean, even the devil dresses up as the angel of light, right? Um, and, and so sin always looks attractive and seductive at the time. Um, and it's unpopular um, to talk about, look, God actually says this is wrong. Um, but that's what the Bible says. And if we want life, we have to listen to what God has to say. The Bible isn't God's view. It's not a perspective. It's the truth. And, and, it really is sad when we, we trifle with the Word of God and we ignore the things that God says, look, don't do these things. Well, we're inviting you to be part of our conversation today. Talkback line open 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from a listener in Dubbo, Felicity, from Dubbo in Western New South Wales. Hello, Felicity. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you. Felicity, what's your contribution to our conversation today? Mm, I'm not too sure if I have a contribution as much to say that I have been a practicing Christian for the past three years and I have really struggled with um, my victory in the Lord and I find I find that I'm becoming more confident in in my walk with the Lord but I slip away very easily if something happens I find that that I, I tend to go straight back to my negative thinking, straight back mm. to thinking that I'm, I'm not worthy, that, it's, that I'm not good enough, and I have to do those works again. So yeah. I guess that my question is, I, I know that it, it, it takes time, and I know that I, I have to wait for my spiritual maturity, but is there anything, is there anything else that I can be doing? Is there, you know, like I just... I, I am really hungry for a life with God and to, to really feel that victory on a daily basis rather than just feel it and then have it slip away so quickly. Bernie, your thoughts? Oh, Felicity, great, great question. Thank you for that. Um, 
My, my really big thing, I remember hearing Brian Houston say this many, many years ago, and it's something that's really stuck with me. Um, often you hear Jesus quoted as saying, the truth will set you free, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we know, that, we know that that's in the Bible, but that's not everything that Jesus said. That's only half of what Jesus said. The whole of what Jesus said is that if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You actually have to know the truth. And, and we all get attacked. The, the devil comes and tells us all we're not good enough, right? You all have these, these doubts in our minds. And at some point, we have to take a decision to say, I am actually going to believe what God says about me in his word, not what the world says about me, not what other people say about me, not what the devil whispers in my ear, because he's the father of lies. I'm actually going to believe what God says about me. Um, I remember going through an exercise in Bible college, just reading Ephesians chapter 1, 2, and 3, and picking out the 30 or so things that God says about us. And, and God has some amazing things to say about us. We're completely forgiven. We're a completely new creation. Um, we are blessed. We are his children. He loves us. And, and once we get these truths into us by reading the Bible over and over again, by getting God's word into us every day, by listening to good preaching and teaching, by listening to vision, by, you know, get that truth into you. And I'll tell you what, in six months' time, whenever the devil comes along and tells you you're not good enough, you can smile at him and say, that's the whole point. That, that's why I need Jesus. That's why I died. That's why he died for me. And that's why I'm forgiven in Christ. Yeah, right? It's the yep. truth that sets you free, but you've got to know the truth in your heart. Yes, absolutely. And I find that the more, you know, the more that I'm learning, the more that I'm reading my Bible, and the truths, and they're becoming a part of me now, which I'm so thankful for. Helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective, 2020. It's Neil with you on 2020. Bernie Diamond, our guest, author, and Bible teacher. You'll recognize Bernie from his radio programs, A Different Perspective, and of course, Christianity Works. He's all around the world these days, travels, writes, even doing television in India. Bernie, great to have you and just having a heart to heart conversation today about turning around from being sort of in that sort of realm of losing spiritually as a Christian and, and becoming more than a conqueror. But let's just revisit some of your own personal story because uh, you weren't always Bernie Diamond, great Bible teacher. Uh, tell us about your early days when you came to faith in Christ. Well, I was a pretty tough, hard-nosed businessman. My background is a military background. I went to the Royal Military College Duntroon, graduated from there, became an officer in the Australian Army, um, and then after 10 years formed my own IT company, and uh, and we grew that from nothing to a fairly sizable international concern, which ultimately uh, myself and my business partners sold. And, and success was, I mean, you had to look at that Bernie Diamond, and I look back at him as, as, well, a different guy to who I am now, but you looked at that version of Bernie Diamond, and that guy was successful by the world standards, you know, earning a lot of money, um, jetting around the world, doing IT consulting, and yet um, there was an emptiness and there was a, a lack of contentment and satisfaction. There was always something missing. And the more I tried to get my next hit, whether it was buying something or, or recognition or speaking on some stage in Chicago, wherever it was, it actually never actually fulfilled me. Um, and, and that's what drove me to the point of taking, almost drove me to the point of taking my own life. I was in actually in the hotel room in Brisbane at the time, um, back in 
1995 now, and it was from from the edge, from the literally from the edge on that eighth floor balcony uh, that God pulled me back from the brink through a Gideon's Bible and through um, a lot of other things that He'd done in my life, and um, and from from that point, I mean, you can't get any lower than being at the point of taking your own life, um, and and really, it was the Word of God that's transformed my life as. As, as I've come to hear what God has to say in the Bible and, and take that, take him at his word, um, that I'm con- constantly discovering more victory um, over, over my circumstances, over my sin. Um, and I, I'm just, I can't believe that God's using me the way he is today. It's just that we're talking, sitting here talking here. It's just a blooming miracle, you know, compared to where I was, what, 20 years ago. It is a miracle, and there are transformed lives. You're not the only one, but when we're talking to you, and because you're such a well-known Bible teacher, I'm sure there are people who sort of assume that, you know, Bernie Diamond's been a saint forever, and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, and I think uh, listeners will will hear that giggle, that laugh, and say, well, you know, perhaps nothing could be further from the truth. But there is a transformation that happens when we are submerged in God's word. And we're taking calls today, a heart to heart conversation with Bernie Diamond. We're talking about ways that you can turn a life around. You might like to contribute. What are the biggest setbacks? that keep believers from being more than conquerors. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Katie in Caniva in Victoria. Hello, Katie. Welcome along. Hi, how are you today? Good, Katie. What's your contribution to our conversation today? Um, first of all, I want to say thank you um, well, to all of you, but I want to thank Bernie Diamond for um, the teaching that he's been giving on Jabez lately and um, I actually got one of the books sent out. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but we've actually been praying like the prayer of Jabez over our lives almost on a daily basis um, since listening to that. But I've been a Christian for 19 years and I basically, I feel at times like that I'd been down sort of every wrong path um, and almost given up in despair and nearly lost my faith and... um, Basically, I got to the point a few years ago where I decided to get serious with God and um, really get into prayer and studying His Word and saying, "Well, how come, you know, I keep seem to end up keep seeming to end up at the same point?" Um, and it's been a really hard road, and you know, I'm still on my way up, if you like. Um, but like, I'm starting to win. You know, like I think when you get to that point where you really realise, um, and I want to give that lady encouragement that rang up before, because um, as I said, I've been a Christian for 19 years, and this can be scary for a new believer. Um, think, well, this person's been a Christian for that long, and they still don't get it. But when we get serious with God, we need to know His Word, and we just throw ourselves on His mercy, and it is His grace. Like no one's got it all together. And he will bless us because he loves us, because we're his children, you know, and starting, I suppose, to sort out some of the daily issues like, you know, living within our means is a big one um, mm. because this society, we like to spend more than what we've got. And, um, and I've actually gotten engaged this year to a really amazing Christian man and I'm actually going to be coming part of this really incredible Christian family. And, like, you know, I was already a Christian, but I'm actually marrying into this amazing family um, and, you know, I've been on my own with my children, bringing my kids up by myself and doing it tough. And, 
you know, we're buying a house soon and like, yeah, God wants to bless us. Katie, so, let's, let's hear from yeah. Bernie. Bernie, yeah. your thoughts on what Katie's sharing? Oh, Katie, awesome. What she said, you know, um, none of us have got it all together and the road is always going to be hard. Jesus said in this world um, you will have tribulation, you will have suffering. It will be hard, um, but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. He, he said that the, the, the path to follow him is it's a tough path. You want to get that nice, wide, gently sloping downward path, well, go for it, but it leads in the wrong direction. None of us have it all together. I, I want to pick up on that, Katie, because... People look at, um, you know, you go to church and then there are people up the front, you know, the pastor and the worship leader and, and the elders or church counselor, whoever it is. And you look at these people and you think, well, they're kind of super Christians, you know. They're, they're kind of the really blessed ones by God. They've got all their lives together. And sure, as you live the life that God's called you to live, things do start to come together. But nobody has it all together. We can't do it on our own, and we have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to take the Word of God, to put it in our hearts, and convict us and change us. I wish I could change myself, but as hard as I've tried, I can't. The only person that seems to be able to, in my experience, is God, through the Holy Spirit and through his word. And I think as we just take him seriously, we get real with God. Can I tell you a story? I was, I was in a Bible study some years ago. A bunch of really well-meaning Christians, right? Um, they loved God, and, and they really believed in God's word. And we read that part in Philippians chapter 4, you know where it says, don't worry about anything, right? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God will... will that surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. We hedged around that for a while, right? We talked about it. And, and we we're about to leave it, and, and the Bible study leader summed it up and said, well, that's really, really good, but we all still worry, right? At which point I shouted, no, that's not what it says. Do we take the word of God for us, or don't we? Because what this particular passage says is that if instead of worrying, if instead we go to God and pray with thanksgiving and pour our hearts out to God, he will actually guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus with his peace. That's a promise from God. Do you accept the word of God for you, or don't you? Are you serious about the word of God in your life, or aren't you? I think it's one of the big things that stops people from experiencing victory in their lives because all their circumstances are shouting one thing at them and the Bible saying the opposite. Which one you're going to believe? That's the big question. Katie, does that yeah. uh, does that address the sort of thing that you were talking about? I mean, I'm, I'm inspired. Yeah, I'm it here. is because can I tell you something? Sure. Um, I've got a pretty amazing testimony and I don't want to say too much on the radio because I know certain people that I know might be listening and some people are still judging me and they don't even know me very well and it does hurt and that's another thing we have to go through in the church but I've had to move a lot because um, my ex-husband and I we lost some property we got we actually got into the whole prosperity preaching gospel and we sort of Mm. went down the wrong path but it's a different gospel to the type of prosperity as Bernie Diamond's been saying and was actually in the letter that came out in the mail um, that, you know, it's God's prosperity is a different kind of prosperity. It's inner peace with God. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ and with, you know, with his Father, who is our Heavenly Father. And, and yes, God will give us, you know, certain blessings, whether they be financial or whatever. But um, 
oh, I forgot what I was going to say about that. Oh, I'd moved a lot. And what happened is I homeschooled. And because we didn't own our own home, for, through different circumstances, we had to move quite a bit. Mm. And as a mother, it was heartbreaking for me. And I would, I'd have to be brave in front of the kids. Like, I was petrified myself. And yeah. I'd be saying to my children, oh, God's got a plan. God's got a plan, you know, because I know that God is always good. And if we'd done our best, I would just have to trust God. Now, if I had not moved that many times, I would not be going to the church that I'm now going to, even though I'm still fairly new there and I'm just getting to know people. But, like, it's an amazing church that, you know, like, God is really, there's like a revival happening in this area where I live. Katie, what um, you're saying is that uh, sometimes God's plan seems like the long way around, but he yeah, does have a plan and he is world, leading us. Sorry. To the world, we look like garbage, as Paul said. We look like refuge to the world, but we're precious in God's eyes. We're famous in our Father's eyes, as that song says. And he knows our every thought, our every heart's desire. And if we can get with him in that secret place and cry out to him when we need to, cast our cares upon him, he cares for people and and he loves us and there are times when we're going to feel isolated or lonely or people in the church are going to say things that crush us. But if we just hang on to the hem of his garment, you know, and, and yes, yeah, study his word and pray and find positive Christians to be around, listen to the word, listen to Vision Radio, you know, um, and he will move. He will move because he's moving in my life. Like I'm setting up a business yep. at the moment. I'm getting married and it's a slow process. But, you know, I know it's God's blessing and it's That's great. great. It's and not because I'm good. It's because Katie, he loves me. It's yeah, great sorry. to hear from you. Really appreciate your input today here on 2020. Katie from Victoria. Uh, Bernie, there's something that comes uh, to my mind as we're hearing Katie uh, speak, and uh, I'm mm. sure that others will relate to this. You know that old saying, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other. Well, uh, sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, the word, as you hear it preached or taught, uh, can go in one ear and out the other. But I guess the idea is that it goes in one ear and down to your heart. That's that's yep. really the way it ought to be going. Otherwise, we do keep coming around to first base again, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, Paul um, says to his young protege, Timothy, to actually listen to what I have to say and think on it. Think about it. If If... You and I were given food, and we only chewed it, and then we spat it out, we'd starve, right? We have to swallow it and digest it for it to be any good to us. And it's the same with the Word of God. You can't expect to have spiritual victory by rocking along to church and listening to, listening to a 5.25-minute sermon once a week and then forgetting about it by morning tea time, right? That is not going to bring you victory. I'm sorry, it simply isn't. You can't even get through kindergarten on a half-hour lesson a week. If we want to have victory in Jesus Christ, we need to take exactly what Katie said, get serious with God, get serious about God's Word, get serious about knowing what He has to say um, and experiencing His grace, particularly, um, as, as we just heard, during those difficult times when other people are criticizing you, when other people who should be loving you, who should be understanding you, who should be gracious to you, are actually turning against you. Can I tell you, that is the most powerful place in which to discover the, the grace and the mercy and the love of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's where you turn to God and, and you build this fantastic relationship with him in those dark and difficult places. A relationship, by the way, that will carry you through the good times. See, we, we often think that God needs to carry us through the bad times. 
but we're more prone to turn to him during the bad times. I personally need to be carried through the good times. I personally need to make sure that when things are going well and when God is blessing me, that I'm still focused on him and I need to be carried through those good times. It's Neil with you. It's the Tuesday edition of 2020. Bernie Diamond, our guest, author and Bible teacher from Christianity Works. You'll know Bernie from his radio programs, A Different Perspective and Christianity Works. We're talking through some issues this hour, heart to heart with Bernie Diamond, talking about 60 Ways to Spiritual Victory, which is a new devotional book that Bernie has coming out in the new year. Uh, Bernie, 60 Days to Spiritual Victory, uh, hiding the Word of God away in our hearts. I, you know, that uh, that scripture that comes uh, from, I think it's Psalm 119, I've mm. hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. There is a sense in which when the word is in your heart and understanding is an important part of not just hearing but understanding uh, so that we might really uh, have a life turned around from this sort of loser attitude uh, to being a, a spiritual victor. Yeah, totally. I mean, most people, sadly, in the kingdom of God, uh, most Christians hide God's word in a cupboard or on a shelf, right? Um, we live in a world um, where a lot of Christians simply don't have access to a Bible. Here in Australia, most of us have two, three, four, five versions sitting at home. Um, and, and as I speak to a lot of people, um, a lot of these people who aren't living in victory have God's Word hidden away in a cupboard somewhere rather than in their hearts. And it's only when we get the Word of God into our heart and we, we totally begin to understand what this salvation thing is all about. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I was a young Christian, not so many years ago, I remember people talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I actually didn't know why Jesus had to die for me. I mean, why did Jesus have to die for me? God's God. If, if, Neil, if you wrong me, I can choose to forgive you or not, right? That's right. And, and if I choose to forgive you, it's all done, we're done, we're mates again, and we move on. Why can't God do that? Why, why did God have to go through this whole theatrics of putting Jesus on the cross? I think we need to understand that, because if we don't, right, we're not going to know who we are. We're not going to know the identity that was purchased for us through the blood of Jesus Christ. So when you talk about taking some time to think through the issues, uh, mm. perhaps uh, read broadly on what these sorts of things mean, waiting on God to reveal into your own heart uh, the deeper meanings of these things, then uh, then you start to understand. And then is victory as a result of that understanding? Oh, totally, because you're standing on, on firm foundations. I mean, when I was a new Christian, I mean, I, I drank in spirit-filled Bible teaching. You know, when, when you, you come across Bible, I mean, we just heard Bob Gass, right? You know, by the way, as an aside, it's not fair that he's got that nice little Irish accent. I wish I could have his nice little Irish accent. Anyway, bless you, Bob. Um, but you listen to the Bob Gasses of this world, and, and I drank in A.W. Tozer, and, and these people, we, they just ooze the love of God and the Word of God. And, and I understand that for many people, getting into the Bible can be a little bit difficult. You know, if you pick up um, the book of Isaiah, if you don't have a sense of what's going on and where it is and in Israel's history, it can be a little bit difficult to understand what the book of Isaiah, or any other book for that matter, is on about. But when we finally grasp I mean just that thing that I was talking about why did Jesus have to die on the cross for me right? when we finally grasp that in our hearts it becomes so much part of us that it 
it lights up your heart on the dark days. You know, you have dark days, I have dark days, we all do from time to time, right? And, and yet I was spending time with the Lord this morning um, quietly while everyone was still asleep and, and I just read something in his word that I really needed to hear from me today. And uh, it just lit up my heart and it just makes so much of a difference. Well, 1-800-316-316, our number. You can be a part of our talkback conversation today. Bernie Diamond, our guest. Let's hear from Phil in Southern WA. Hello, Phil. Oh, hello. Phil, what's your contribution? What are your thoughts? Yeah, firstly, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Bernie for coming on. I'd love to read this new this book that he's got. Um, but uh, what I'd like to say is, um, yeah, I relate to what you're saying and I'm... And, uh, about the identity in Christ that we need because I grew up in a Christian family but uh, a lot of things were said to me and I was uh, heard what June said about things that people say to us but uh, mm. I went through a childhood and grew up of what things people have said to me. In other words, the, the truth that we believe about ourselves is not always a good thing. Um, we need to know the truth, that what Christ thinks of us and, and what we mean to Christ. Um, because I went through a terrible time in my life and only just realised recently after uh, you know, a number of years married, um, I had um, perhaps a father who told me I was uh, probably not so quick at doing things and I was too slow, you know, all that sort of stuff, the negative talk. I had a teacher that told me in year seven that I'd never been good for anything. And I took all that stuff and that baggage and I took that into my marriage and it didn't help at all. Um, until I really realised that the the identity that I have in Christ is not uh, is is totally different than what people might say to you. In other words, um, and also I listened to Joyce Meyer. Uh, um, she's got a a DVD thing out of um, the Battle of the Mind, and what we think about things and what we think about ourselves is <coughs> is, is is what we really need to be basing it on is what Christ thinks of us and, and how he thinks of us, how special we are to him. Phil, let's hear from Bernie. Bernie, your thoughts on what Phil's sharing. Phil, isn't it amazing how, how we take that rubbish that was fed to us when we were young, particularly when we were growing up? You know, I, I really relate to what you're saying because I had a lot of that stuff as well. You know, particularly, I mean, when I was at Duntroon, for instance, I was just not the fastest runner. And so you get put down and people scorn you and you start to get this self-image, which is completely distorted. You know those, you know those distorted mirrors in the sideshow alleys, you know, when we were kids growing up? And, and you, you look in the mirror and you're tall and wobbly and skinny or short and fat. And it's, the world reflects a false image back on us. Um, and the only place where you get the real image of who you are is by looking at God, because duh, we were made in his image, and he's the one who tells us the truth about who we are. Um, and, and victory comes from knowing our identity. Let me show you just one scripture, Isaiah 43, verse 3 to 5. says, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious in my sight, you are honored, and I love you. Do not fear, for I am with you. See, that's the sort of stuff that God says, that's who we are. That's how he sees us, and we need to see us um, see ourselves through his eyes. Someone once said to me, instead of having a self-image, which is always distorted, we actually need a faith image. We need to see ourselves through God's eyes. 
Well, thank you so much to Phil for being part of our conversation today. Bernie, if I was enlarging on the image that we have, there's the image that we might have in our minds about what other people think of us. And then there's the mm-hmm. image that we might have about how we see ourselves. And that's the one that I guess uh, humanism likes to work with because uh, in, in humanist uh, counselling and psychology, it's all about trying to be better in yourself. But really, yeah. when we talk about our image or who we are before God, then it's up to him to tell us who we are. And he says some pretty good things about us. He says some really bad things about us, and he says some really good things about us. He, 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 he cuts right through the nonsense, and he's prepared to deal with the sin in our lives, right? And he does say, if you don't get this sin sorted out, right, it's not going to end well for you. That's the bad news. The good news is that he's prepared to completely forgive us. When, when we are in Christ Jesus, we're a completely new creation. Everything old has passed away, and everything is new. Now, I believe that about myself. That's why I can look back at the old Bernie Diamond and go, well, you know what? I'm really sad for some of the things that I did back then, but God has redeemed me from that, and God has, has he's, he's transforming me back into his very own image. And so, yeah, once we start to get a handle... I mean, I think we could spend hours talking about how we understand ourselves. And in fact, in this book, the very first section is about understanding God's grace, and the second section is understanding who we are, our new identity in Christ. Because if we don't get that, then we're not going to have our feet on firm foundations. Interestingly, too, is that when we know what God says of us, he's saying that about others. And so we're encouraged that others are made in that same image of God, that they have the same equal value that we do, and therefore we treat one another better. Well, that's the theory. I hope so. Um, it's, it's sometimes infuriating when, you, when somebody's having a go at you and they're being difficult when you realize that God loves them just as much as he loves you. But that's a lesson on us, right? That's, that's part of our growing and our maturity, seeing the possibility, seeing the fact that they are made in the image of God and that God wants his love and his grace and his mercy to happen in their lives through our witness, through who we are. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. 2020 on Vision. The Talkback Line, open 1-800-316-316. Bernie Dimit, our guest, author and Bible teacher. We're talking about, as I said just before the break, your thoughts and attitudes uh, on attitudes and relationships and disciplines that make the difference uh, when you want to be more than a conqueror as a Christian believer and not just a spiritual loser. Uh, Bernie, let's talk about some of those disciplines that are necessary when it comes to uh, turning your life around. What are, the, what are the ones that come to mind for you? I, I think the simple one is, is actually spending time with God each day. Um, I remember speaking at a Christian leaders conference a few years ago and I was the new boy on the block and somebody asked me to lead devotions that morning and so I got up and I prayed and I said, God, what do you want me to talk about? And and God really led me to speak about just having that, that quiet time with him of prayer um, and Bible reading. And so I got up, I felt a bit embarrassed because these were all Christian leaders, guys who, and, and women who had been Christians much longer than me. And I got up and I spoke about this very simple thing of of having a a set time each day as part of our regular routine where we lay aside an unhurried half hour, let's say, um, of time just to pray and just to rest and and get away from all the online stuff and Facebook and all that stuff 
and spend the time with God. And, you know, it was really interesting. During that day, at morning tea and at lunch and, and afternoon tea and even at dinner, people came up to me afterwards one by one by one, Christian leaders in this country, who said, you know what, I struggle with this. I, I'm so busy. I've got so much on my plate. But just finding this time to spend with God each day is a real challenge for me. Um, I know in my my marriage and my relationship, if, if my wife and I don't spend that unhurried time together, just relaxing and talking and, and communing and being together and fellowshipping, um, it's not good for the marriage. And, and the same is true for our relationship with God. The really sad thing is there are people out there, people listening today, who desperately want to live their lives in spiritual victory so that when the trials and the temptations come, they find themselves in a place where even though it hurts and even though they struggle and even though they're doing it tough, they know that their Redeemer lives. They can stand up in the face of the darkest, worst tempest in their lives and say, my Redeemer lives, right? That's victory. That's spiritual victory. And that's the victory that you get only by spending time with God first. In fact, Proverbs chapter 1, um, wisdom cries out on the corner, it says, and the problem is that we often wait until we're in trouble to try and find wisdom. It's the same with God. We often wait until we're in trouble to try and find God, and that's not the time to find him. The time is when things are going well to spend that regular time each day with him. Inviting listeners to be part of our conversation, let's hear from Eleanor in Victoria. Hello, Eleanor. Eleanor, are you with us? Hello, is that you, Neil? Yes, Eleanor. Welcome oh, along. Great Good to hear from you. Good afternoon. I'm really enjoying your session with Bernie Diamond this afternoon. Well, what's your contribution, Eleanor? My what would you like to? My contribution is that the importance of God's Word. I just want to let you know we had a home group about three weeks ago before we closed for the year, and we were talking about, you know, it's so ironic. We. We were told to go to school for six years in primary school and six years in secondary school and probably six years at university. And we were compelled to learn everything that was um, told to us and we were to go to a test. But sadly, our Lord has given us freedom to learn the Word of God. But how much do we learn the Word of God seriously and take it verbatim that the Holy Scripture is indeed the Word of God that He's actually talking to us? And I always believe that, as what Bernie is talking just about a moment ago, that we need to come back to, to regurgitate and to go back to take the Sunday or even a Saturday as a Shabbat just to remember what the Lord has spoken to us. And this is why, Neil, I have been a Christian now for almost 16 years. And every time when I go to church, for the first three years, it was a challenge for me because I got nothing. It was like a jigsaw puzzle, all so scattered with its little pieces and now I get to enjoy every one of the sermon that has been preached. And every time when you see me and vision goes on air, I could understand most of the pastors and the preacher that preach because I know where to go and what to do. Eleanor, mm. I love your illustration about the jigsaw puzzle because yeah. I believe that's the way a lot of believers think. And I think I can probably yeah. remember back to those times when I felt the same way. Yes. Because Let's... what I, I always believe, Neil, you know, one must not give up because every day when we come and drink from the water, a bit by a bit, a bit by a bit, it makes the whole picture and what Bernie was talking on the air just then. When you are down in the lowest of the valley, it was the word that revealed to us that picks us up again and again and again. If we don't go to church to learn and soak in for, there's a lot of places and attraction and distraction we can go on Saturday and Sunday to do our thing. If we don't go and spend the time with the Lord, we will never, ever be strong in our walk. Eleanor, our let's, let's hear from Bernie on these things that you're sharing. Uh, Bernie, your thoughts? 
Yeah, look, just the whole jigsaw, two things. The jigsaw puzzle in church, Eleanor, to pick up on what you were saying, um, a lot of people don't have God's Word roughly fitted together in their heads. So, for instance, when I'm sharing from the Old Testament, I, I always assume that people don't understand the salvation history of Israel, which is not very complicated, but you need to understand roughly the history of Israel. And you know what? A lot of Christians don't understand it. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. They, they pick a scripture out of, out of the Bible and they don't know where it fits. And that's a lack of teaching, right? That that can be overcome. And once it starts to come together, and, and the longer I teach the Bible, the more I know what I don't know. Does that make sense? I mean, God's Word is so deep and so rich. But as you spend time in God's Word and it starts to come together, things start making sense. You don't have to try remembering them. They're already in your heart because the Holy Spirit has put them there. And the best place to get that, I mean, Vision Radio is awesome. I do what I do to reach a whole bunch of people through Vision and, and, and other stations. But we need to grow as believers with other believers. We shouldn't neglect meeting together. We should be part of a, of a, a live, vibrant, Bible-believing, Jesus-focused faith community. Um, a bunch of other imperfect people whom we rub up against and, and steel sharpen steel. And that's where we really learn to grow as disciples of Jesus Christ. Not just the theory, but the practice of living it out with God's people. Eleanor from Victoria, thank you so much for being a part of 2020 today. And time running out a little here, Bernie. Let's just continue uh, just talking about the local church for a few moments because uh, do local churches run enough programs that help put all these jigsaw pieces together? Um, yes and no. Firstly, I think sometimes churches run too many programs. That's a whole other hour's discussion. <laughs> so let's let's not go there. Um, but look, God calls us to particular churches for particular times. And if you're not being fed in your local church, then that's something you need to do something about. Either it's because you're not taking it seriously or because that church isn't the place where you need to be just at the moment. The only reason to belong to this church as opposed to that church is because this is the church that God's called to, called you to. Whether it's good, bad or ugly, whether it's easy or difficult, um, God calls us each to a particular faith community um, and where they're not just to be consumers, we're there to be part of the body of Christ and, and minister to other people. Uh, let me ask you too, Bernie, because obviously the Bible is the primary document that we want to be able to absorb, and it's the one that's got yep. all the capacity for transformation. We do talk about devotionals, and we heard from Bob Gass earlier the word for today, and a lot of people, a lot of listeners will be saying, oh, the word for today is just wonderful. And your new book coming out next year, 60 Days to Spiritual Victory, it's going to be like a devotional too. Very valuable tools in your hand when you've got that guidance that comes on a daily basis. Yeah, look, there is, we are so blessed in this country. There are so many places and ways that you and I can get the Word of God into us. Vision Radio, the apps, the Bible on my phone. You know, like, we've got this vast smorgasbord. So there's no excuse, right, that we're not getting God's Word into us. I don't care how people get God's Word into them. Get God's Word into you, because that's what brings spiritual victory. Very quickly, research done in the U.S., right, they, they looked at all the things. They surveyed 20,000, 30,000 people. All the things we do as Christians, we go to church, we do Bible study. We, and the- Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.